Good morning. Welcome to Wake the F Up on UMFM 101.5. We are Thursdays 11 to 11.30. My name is Karan and I use pronouns he, him. And today on our show, I have a very special guest. Hi, I'm Miles and I use he and they pronouns. And Miles is also, along with my other boo, Gabby, the co-host of a show called Can We Hang that airs on UMFM as well, Sundays 4 to 5. And they often, if not always, at least try to play Canadian content. Yeah, like that's <laughs> like the that's uh, the way we promote the show. Is that actually what we do? Yeah, I mean, Gabby. It's hit or miss. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll quickly call Gabby out. She never does, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But anyway, uh, before we begin, I am just going to quickly acknowledge our settler privilege. So... UMFM 11.5 broadcasts from the University of Manitoba campuses, which are located on the stolen lands of Anishinaabeg, Nihayawak, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. We respect the treaties that were made on these territories. We acknowledge the harms and mistakes of the past and those that are still ongoing in the present. We acknowledge our privilege as settlers on this land, and we dedicate ourselves to move forward in partnership with Indigenous communities in a spirit of decolonization and collaboration. Speaking of land acknowledgements, also, I just have to acknowledge the U of M's logo change. Um, yeah, 
I really do like the new logo, I must say, now that the crown has been taken off. Yeah, it's about time. Because it was about time that my colonized derriere has been represented by the crown. Like, the crown had to get gone (laughs) a long time ago. But anyway, that being said, the university really did uh, send out a message that was like, we're patting ourselves on the back on this forum of reconciliation but in our main messaging on the link that we sent out by david barnard we are not even going to say the word indigenous there does seem to be an absence of indigenous in that statement uh, for real you folks like there was no like they didn't even write the word indigenous in the main messaging i mean there's a video that is surfacing but i like wasn't able to get into the video because to get into the video you need a like a vimeo account or whatever i don't know but the messaging at least from the email that i received that i should have unsubscribed to a long time ago (laughs) to be honest was like we are you know showing our dedication to reconciliation period and i was like reconciliation to homes like me as an art student who won't <laughs> find a job after this degree like i don't understand what y'all are talking about but okay i guess go off i just think if you're gonna make this kind of statement it needs to be slightly more specific yeah like it's like oh yeah sorry about the genocide sweetie and like <laughs> sorry that y'all go through so much racism but we're just gonna steal your icons and like your teachings but not really give you credit <laughs> yeah and and I also tend to feel that with this university, it seems to be a lot of messaging, but right. the messaging only goes so far. And um, reconciliation is something I think we all need to work on. But uh, you can say you're working on reconciliation, huh. but what are you really doing? Ooh. And I mean, obviously, I am not Indigenous, so I cannot speak on this. But if this was happening on my land and you know the british were doing this still in india like (laughs) i'd be going off i'd be mindy calling from the office and i'd be like first of all how dare you (laughs) like i don't anyway that being said i also (laughs) it's not a reference i get but sure (laughs) you haven't watched the office not a single episode well, this episode is going to get cut short because <laughs> Miles didn't learn how to act. Well, thank you for tuning in. This has been Wake the F Up. <laughs> but anyway, before before going forward and talking about what we are actually going to talk about and do want to address this week, keeping in mind that it's Pride Month, I wanted to apologize for being two weeks behind on our content. Christina is fighting fires and... The one fire she is not fighting is my life, which is a dumpster fire. (laughs) And I usually always need her. So, you know, I just, I I need her and I miss her and I miss her organizational skills. (laughs) Like, if I'm being quite honest, like it's summer and I don't have my act together. So I really do apologize. I will be uploading all the podcasts or all the episodes in form of podcasts soon uh, because that has also been a complaint from christina and her listeners also which is (laughs) sorry (laughs) working on it but anyway (laughs) now that i have 
rambled on about every possible thing that I could have and gotten it out of my system. Let's start talking about what we should be talking about. Yes. So last week, I guess two weeks ago, because we didn't really come up with any new content, (laughs) my friend Agata and I talked about right-wing populism, and then we talked about online extremism and how YouTube very much so promotes it by this algorithm that basically pushes people to watch more quote-unquote edgy content and radicalizes people. Mm. Now, YouTube changed its logo to a rainbow logo, which is like, yay, capitalism supports queer youth (laughs) now that we're slightly being more legal. Yay! They weren't really around to support when... There was, like, genocide and discrimination and, like, lack of funding for AIDS and stuff. And, like, trans people weren't even, like, what is a trans person? But anyway, it's so much so (laughs) cool that they're supporting us now (laughs) of all times when it's profitable. Thank goodness we got that rainbow. Right? Like, I read this tweet. It was, like, the G in LGBT stands for gross domestic product. (laughs) And I was, like, yeah. (laughs) Re- tweet <laughs> like, at least i'm being represented <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but anyway i wanted to talk about an important issue there is a youtuber named carlos maza and for those who have not been aware of this issue for the past week honestly i'm surprised read the news a little bit mm. more <laughs> and stop relying on this show <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but what is happening is actually super not funny there, so Carlos Maza is a journalist for Vox and he has this show called Strike Through. And, you know, I mean, like he's pretty endearing. Like this is what his Twitter bio says. It says strike through at Vox.com Marxist pig. And I'm like, oh, yeah, his show. Uh, they make really good content. Uh, he's a really good on screen personality. Like the show's really entertaining. So good. Yeah, so good. it's a lot of fun. Go and, watch it. Uh, yeah, for real. And then he also says, Tucker Carlson is a white supremacist and YouTube profits from hate speech. And then he plugs his Instagram, IG, gay wonk, which is like <laughs> honestly my favorite part, apart from Marxist pig, because uh, retweet again. <laughs> He's two but, for two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Steven Crowder who is a... You might actually know Steven Crowder from this popular meme where it's like this straight white dude sitting at a table and the banner on the table reads something, 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 or like, I don't remember what the original Insert is. meme. Yeah, and it's like, change my mind. I didn't know that yeah, was him. that was Steven Crowder. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that makes me like that le- meme a little bit less. Yeah, I know. So the second this whole shenanigan happened, I was like, well... Got to delete this from my meme folder on my phone because, uh, yeah, this this is not going to fly anymore. So, Steven Crowder, I don't really know his show. I, I kind of don't even want to watch it. Like, all I have seen thus far are video comps that Carlos himself has put out. And basically, and I'm going to give a trigger warning at this point, for homophobia and racism and basically anything that is bad that this show talks against. He was attacked on YouTube, uh, through YouTube, basically, and was called a lispy queer, was called a bunch of different names that 
A, are racial slurs, mm-hmm. and B, don't even identify his ethnicity properly. Because, uh, you know, all brown people are the same. All Latin American people or descendants of Latin American people are the same. Because mm. who gives an F whether, uh, like, a person whose grandparents maybe were from Cuba or Mexico, right? Because they're all the same and they all want to invade this land that we never invaded, really. Sigh. But I'm not going to get into that because y'all already know my thoughts on that. <laughs> so he's been selling this. this. So Steven Crowder has also been profiting off of, you know, his hate speech by selling shirts that also say socialism is for insert homophobic slur. And honestly, if a white supremacist wasn't selling it... <laughs> <laughs> Like, if it was Carlos Maza that was selling the shirt that says, socialism is for, insert homophobic slur, I would buy it. Cause I, and I, I believe you sent a message to one Carlos Maza suggesting the idea. I mean, I, I mean, when you're being gaslit on a social media platform so freaking hard, like Carlos got, like, he basically spoke out and he was like, hey, YouTube. Don't change your logo to pride, like, to a pride logo when you clearly don't give enough about queer rights or your queer content creators or anyone who is queer and works for you because you are clearly profiting off of hate and letting others profit off of hate. And he was gaslit so much. So obviously I felt bad for my cute Marxist pig. Absolutely. Because it's what she doesn't deserve. <laughs> Contrary to what Kim Kardashian would say. And and I sent him a message <laughs> and the opening opening message was and the opening line was obviously first a whole row of heart emojis. And then Perfect. I said, hope you're doing well. I am obviously a nobody, but I love and support you. And I want you to know you're loved as a side idea. Please, <laughs> please sell your own version of socialism is for insert homophobic slur shirts. I would buy it. Heck, I'd be an ambassador for it. <laughs> Once again, stay strong. You're doing the right thing. Love another bracket almost. Lispy queer. Because I also used to like slightly have a lisp when I was younger. And I also got like bullied for no reason. Wow. So so I was like, you know what? I'll own it. <laughs> for, for Carlos, I'll own this. So he tweeted, Carlos tweeted. So after fighting YouTube mm-hmm. on this, when he basically was like, so I pretty, so I have pretty thick skin when it comes to online harassment, but something has been really bothering me. And then he told, he, he basically came out and talked about this harassment that he's been facing. And then YouTube decided to say, thanks again for taking the time to share all of this information with us. We take allegations of harassment very seriously. We know this is important and impacts a lot of people. Our team spent the last few days conducting an in-depth review of the videos flagged to us, and while we found language that was clearly hurtful, the videos as posted don't violate our policies. We've included more info below to explain this decision. As an open platform, it's crucial for us to allow everyone from creators to journalists to late-night TV hosts to express their opinions within the scope of our policies. Opinions can be deeply offensive, but if they don't violate our policies... They'll remain on our site. Which, let me just quickly recap. Yeah. They explicitly say content that is homophobic, racist, or any kind of phobic is like, 
not allowed. So well, this just seems to be. Je ne comprends pas. Je m'excuse. This just seems to be another chapter in YouTube ignoring anything the left, and I use that with quotation marks, has to say. And anytime, I mean, we went through this with Alex Jones. Right. We went through this with Milo Yiannopoulos. And it just seems that YouTube, well, I mean, YouTube makes a profit off of these people. Whether they like it or not, they do. And it just seems like no matter what people say, no matter what the queer community says, they're going to keep these people on because Mm -hmm. it keeps them profited. Exactly. And that's the thing. I was reading this extremely brilliant article Mm. that I will provide the link to for everyone to access. I'll probably put it in the bio of our show, but it's incredible. Mm. It was written by Kevin Roos for the New York Times, and the article is titled The Making of a YouTube Radical, wherein he talks about a liberal college dropout, you know, like a 21-year-old or something like that. And I I don't remember the article content off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but it talks about Caleb Kane, who recently came out and started making videos on how he used to be a liberal college dropout. And then he suddenly was looking for like community and stuff. And then he found YouTube and then he found the far right. And then he found the alt right. And then he just went down this click hole because of YouTube's algorithm that profits off mm-hmm. of, you know, these edgy videos. Like a person could want to like watch a two hour video. Suddenly their week looks like 70 hours spent on YouTube. And that's the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy to fall down that rabbit hole. It, and the thing with the YouTube algorithm is if you click one video with a slightly political title, your recommendations will be barraged with these suggestions and they only get crazier and crazier and crazier. The, f- the further you fall into it, right? the crazier it's going to get. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the problem with it. Like Caleb Kane also had to t- like had to buy a gun. And, you know, be on the watch out now because, like, he, he's getting death threats because he has finally decided to come out and be like, oh, my God, what have I gotten myself into? Because all he was looking for was community. Right. And where, like, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> like a strange, like, disenfranchised white man looking for community. And then suddenly he finds this clickbait. And then people are like, your worth is not high enough because uh, indigenous people right, or right. immigrants or women who especially suck and we must kill them all. I, I also feel, though, that sometimes we're perhaps a little too quick to defend these people. I think he's he's now taken the right track. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing right by the mistakes he's exactly, made. Exactly, exactly. But he's also, talking about it. we shouldn't be so quick to put these people on a pedestal because they were they were able right. to get to that point. Right. Yes. Should we be so quick to defend these people? And I part of me feels yes, but also I think it's a little more complicated than that. I mean, yeah, for sure. It's the same thing. If you've done something horrible in your past and if you're not like willing to be like, "Oh, you know what? Like, yes, this is bad and right. I will spend a lot of my time repairing this Mm -hmm. and putting in work in the community that I've harmed. If you're not doing that, then yeah, I'm not going to put you. Yes. Like 
even that isn't something that is pedestal worthy. That is like just a decent thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I will link this article because I think that everyone should be able to read it. And for folks who aren't able to get access to it because New York Times can be elitist like that, like if you've maxed out your five free articles, I will copy paste it and post it on our Facebook so people are able to read it because uh, like it's something that is worth reading. Mm. Kevin Roos spent months doing some work on it. But yeah, that's that's something that I wanted to segue into talking about Pride because yeah, that's been happening. And uh, we cannot separate the far right and Pride Month topics because yep, that's just the reality of our world. <laughs> And they're somehow becoming more interrelated, as we'll get somehow. into later. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as as Miles said, this is something that will be becoming more and more apparent. I mean, like, none of this is news to y'all, apart from this, obviously, one specific topic. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm pretty sure at this point, everyone is able to, at least I hope so, is able to draw parallels between... Our favorite topics, capitalism and pride. (laughs) (laughs) But that is something that we wanted to talk about because, yeah, what the heck? Yeah, I'll just say I I had a chance to, during the Winnipeg Pride Parade, I had a chance to both watch the entire Pride Parade and then also walk in it. Oh, my God. Because I'm a fast walker. Um, Hell yeah. And the one thing I noticed that bothered me was the biggest float in the Winnipeg Pride Parade was TD. You mean the bank? The bank. Where the straights work? <laughs> yeah. At the bank? With At the, the numbers? Bank. And <laughs> I think there was a Home Depot float and there was an RBC float and there was a, and there was, and there just seemed to be an absence of political messaging in the well, Pride yeah. Parade. Pride has like completely lost sight of like queer uh, liberation. Yeah. Which yeah. is the reality of it. Which is still a pressing issue. Yeah. I like, I will only accept Home Depot being there if they give 70% off to homosexuals, bisexuals, and pansexuals <laughs> and free delivery and free stuff to trans folks. That's the only way I will accept same it. Same with Ikea. Yeah, same with Ikea. Although I did hear that they were giving out bags that were like, if you purchase them in the States, 100% of the proceeds go to LGBT youth. So okay. maybe that is one product okay. that I will expect. And they were cute except, bags. But yeah, I guess so. They were cute. But I'm just salty because I didn't get one. But it's okay. Yeah, I could have pushed through the crowd, but yeah. it wouldn't have looked good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that this is a new topic. No. We know that... Capitalism has been exploiting queer people for a cheap labor. Mm-hmm. B. Well, I don't even know what B is like. Basically, just exploiting people without looking at their intersectionalities. Like, do we even care if our like workers are queer at all? Mm-hmm. If they identify as trans, like, do we? No. The answer is no. Labor has always been at the forefront of this issue. And all other identities have always gone to shit. Yeah. And honestly, you know, you look at, I I won't call out a company, but a lot of these companies that are in the Pride Parade, 
you know, they're there and they're saying they care about queer people. They say they care about trans people. They say they care about anyone in this identity. But will you ever see a gender neutral bathroom in any of these places? No. At a Home Depot? At a Home Depot. I'd be damned. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, that's the thing. Like, they'll paint their stairs with the colors of the pride flag. Yeah. They'll, YouTube, for example, they'll paint their logos such, but they're doing nothing. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just for PR because it's like, oh, so we're seeing that y'all are gaining some sort of visibility. Right. And we want your business, honestly. (laughs) But, like, we don't actually give enough about your rights at all. But also the thing I was thinking about was uh, there's a lot of young kids who probably are in the closet, are sort of starting to grow into their sexual identity, and they're realizing that they're different. They might live in a small town. They might, you know, be one of these people who are disenfranchised. Right. And entering a Home Depot with a pride flag that might mean something to them because they've never seen in their life like, hey, like it's fine to be who you are. It's okay to be, you know, LGBTQ. They may have never seen that before. So seeing that pride flag in an RBC, that could mean a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, like these things, there's a lot to criticize. There's a lot to criticize. But I think it also does some good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm always on the skeptical -er side of things, always. So I am always like, yeah, but what about the fact that we're on stolen land and nobody is even acknowledging the fact that two-spirited people exist and that, you know, they have been systemically diminished. Mm -hmm. Like, And when I say diminished, I mean literally been killed through racism and, like, systemic oppression. And, like, we're not even identifying their identities it's not profitable enough right Mm -hmm. like we're not even looking at that and then what happens when like this is what goes through my head what happens when the kid goes to the home depot sees the pride flag but then goes back to school to a bunch of bullies because they never learned how to act because the government never put in enough educational resources or enough funding into educational resources be it through nonprofits, be it through actual ministry of education they never did that to teach kids that oh you know what uh, maybe your parents that are conservatives are just trash and that, you know, y'all <laughs> should learn how to act from a young age. Like, what what happens then? And I agree 100%. I, that's absolutely a problem. Yeah. And, and also the fact that I think there was one mention of two-spirited people in that pride parade, and that was the two-spirit float. Yeah, yeah. And other than that... It's like always taken over by white cis gay men and it's always about you know it's raining men and like that's kind of it and like we're only gonna say love is love but we're never gonna say be who you are Mm -hmm. because gender identity is always repressed like we're not gonna say that and there just doesn't even seem to like i i don't think i heard one land acknowledgement i don't think i heard i don't think i heard again the word indigenous used once yeah because what happens to indigenous queer people like yeah not even we're not even going there. But I think that goes back to capitalism taking over pride. They always. don't want to mention these things because always. it's complicated. It's always about race and class. Absolutely. It's always about race and class. Who takes the forefront of even pride? Cis white gays. Absolutely. Always. And then you know what happens when we don't acknowledge 
class and race based things and like also gender based things. We get IKEA in our Pride Parade. No, we get the straight Pride. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole. That's a, that's actually a whole other episode. I feel like that's not even. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I. I don't know if we have the time to get yeah. into it. However. I mean, Miles is from Transcona, so I feel like whatever he has to say is what's going to come next week. <laughs> and unfortunately, this is the only time we have left this time around. But next week, we might dry- dive into straight pride. Or, you know what? I'm not going to make any promises. We'll see what we're feeling then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't commit yourself. Yeah, because but... I hate commitment. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but I will not unpack all of this over <laughs> a feminist talk show. <laughs> I'm going to stop stop occupying space because uh, this is enough for everyone, <laughs> I think. But anyway, thank you so much, Miles, Absolutely. for chatting with me. Thank you. And again, to all of our three listeners, <laughs> please stay tuned. I promise to try my best to come up with new content to rant about. And I will be also uploading all the shows on our podcast and... <laughs> You'll hear from me next week. Thanks, Miles. Thank you.